0: welcome to scooby dudes this is the intro portion of our podcast so this is uh th- this
1: is uh, m- our way of introducing robo evan who is who's, who's going to be replacing
0: flesh evan. no jokes no jokes in this introduction <laughs> only facts Yes, yeah, thank- scooby dudes thanks we robo evan we two friends yeah we're going to be a little we bit we more- talk about our favorite
1: meddling kids and their dumb dog too and their dumb dog too i'm luke that's my name is evan that's Robo-Evan. I we, I want to preserve Evan's memory. If we could call you Robo-Evan, I'd appreciate that. No jokes, no jokes. <laughs> so, no, this isn't a joke, Robo-Evan. We'll get to the jokes. But, I mean, we're going we're kind of fact heavy. Robo-Evan actually knows all facts in the universe. Robo-Evan, how how tall is Mount Kilimanjaro? There will be no humor <laughs> in this introduction. Okay, yeah, but this is a fact. This should be your thing, Robo-Evan. How tall is Mount Kilimanjaro? Robo Evan does not compute. Hang on. Is this are you really Robo Evan? Is this Flesh ev- Flesh Evan? <laughs> you take off that Iron Man mask. <laughs> that plastic Iron Man do, mask. <laughs> do, do not call. Okay, me that's that. a Burger King
0: mask <laughs> painted like Iron Man. <laughs> flesh Evan. I I just want I want to sincerely apologize to all of our listeners. Um someone has told us to scale it back on the humor and i tried my best i i apologize but we're not robots hey guess what i am not a robot <laughs> you're not a robot
1: <laughs> a robot guess what <laughs> okay check the show notes that's a good song um we're the scooby dudes we talk about our favorite metal kids and their dumb duck too i'm luke that's evan and today we have a very special episode planned
0: for you yeah, for this week we are not recapping an episode or a movie or a or a comic. Uh, this week we're doing something a little bit special. We are creating our own episode of Scooby Doo. Yes, this is another prompt episode. This is the second one we've ever done.
1: I love the last one, so I'm hoping we don't screw this one up.
0: Play the theme song. <laughs> Two dudes talking about Scooby-Doo, two dudes just like you, unless you're a lady,
1: Mm, this show is for ladies too. If you're LGBTQ, we are your Scooby-Doo.
0: Okay, hello, welcome back. As we said, this week, a prompt episode, one of our favorites from last year.
1: Yes. Uh, so what, what we do in these episodes is Evan and I will actually create our own episode of Scooby-Doo. We'll just kind of talk it out. This is the writer's room, if you will. I, I don't know what series we might be modeling
0: this off of. I think we might pick and choose. We might pastiche it up. We're, we're going to play it by ear, I think. Yeah. Um, so what we've done is we've gone to a, a website called thestoryshack.com. We mm-hmm. found their writing generator. Um, and we're going to discount word count, but it provides genre character, material, a sentence, and then a bonus. Um, And I think what we're gonna do is, I'm gonna click generate. We have to do whatever is generated. That's how we did it last
1: time, that's how we have to do it this time. There is no second click. We do whatever this thing spits
0: out the first time through. I I will say I will do a second click if there are any repetitions from the last one that we did. And that'll be the only marker that we're gonna do a do-over. Okay. All right, so if our listeners are ready, and if you are ready... Hang on. Listeners,
1: if you're ready, are you ready? I can't hear them. Can you hear them, Evan? I I can't. Let's give them a minute. Listener, a full full
0: 60 seconds. Is that what we're doing?
1: (laughs) This is going to be one of those rare times where I edit to add time, because I'm too (laughs) (laughs) impatient.
0: Don't do that. Okay, I'm going to press this button. Okay, good. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Ooh. Alright. So the genre mm-hmm. is comedy, which is fine. Like perfect. It's kind of a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is has Sco- gotta be funny. a good okay. scooby doos a-, a comedy. The character, an unsuccessful policeman.
1: Unsuccessful policeman.
0: Um there's a material or or a prop, I guess, and that prop is a cowboy hat. Um the sentence, which is The sentence is, and I quote, Do you enjoy hurting people? Oh gosh. This could go, we could take that in a very specific direction. Do you enjoy hurting people? The bonus is, your story involves a damsel in distress. That
1: is amazing. This almost remarkably lines up with a Scooby-Doo episode.
0: Uh, A damsel in distress, uh, you know, when, when Daphne first burst onto the scene um that was her role yeah frequently the
1: damsel in distress was daphne the daphne in distress damsel is actually a bastardization of daphne that's the etymology i just looked that up today the old that's English. a luke fact another patented one um so the question here is are we going to make daphne the damsel in distress but, but maybe we'll let's let that emerge organically <sighs>
0: okay um how did we do this last time
1: genre comedy Character, unsuccessful policeman. Material, cowboy hat. Sentence, do you enjoy hurting people? And it, there, there must be a damsel in distress somewhere in there.
0: I, I think what we need to establish a setting. Let's establish a setting and then let's work from there. Yes. The gang is in the mystery machine and they're driving along a heavily wooded road. That is this. Uh, do you have an
1: idea with this? Or is this just the once upon a time of Scooby-Doo? Just fill <laughs> in the <laughs> blanks. Every Scooby-Doo Mad Lib begins the same way. Or it begins with uh,
0: the villain looking out over something they're about to do. We should, we should write our own Scooby-Doo Mad Libs. And it's like, the, the gang um, was in the fill-in-the-blank. And then it's like, van that they normally ride in, <laughs> driving down a... Insert word for like heavily forested.
1: I like that, and we could definitely do that. And that's basically what this is. Um, they're driving through a heavily wooded forest to somewhere they're gonna find. Where would an unsuccessful policeman be?
0: Well, I think I think the unsuccessful policeman. Okay, here's my here's here's mm-hmm. where I'm gonna come from with this. The gang is always solving mysteries, um, which is to say they're solving crimes. It's always a there's always a crime that is part and parcel with. Ooh, the episode that takes place correct generally yeah
1: um so and so an unsuccessful policeman is someone who wouldn't be able to solve crimes, so the gang is presumably helping this policeman get his job back or get
0: his mojo back yeah i i would say I would say that he's a policeman who is not doing a very good job, maybe he's a detective because detectives solve mysteries and hmm. uh he yeah he's just awful um and and so that helps him he's he's not like the villain or anything he's the character that um that the gang has to like jive with, maybe they're helping him, maybe he's trying to solve the mystery before them. My casting for who voices the policeman is Paul Rudd.
1: (laughs) We hadn't done casting before, but I like this. Paul Rudd is the unsuccessful policeman. We do have that character from the start, I like that as Paul Rudd. This sounds like a very Parks and Rec type of character, like the one he played on there. And often plays, like a, a lovable fool.
0: What, where do you think we should set this? Because last time, um, for our listeners, I'll, I'll put a link into the show notes, how to listen to the last one. We set that in an abandoned shopping mall. Um, oh, man, I gotta re-listen to that. We, we had there was a lot of fun. We had a pretty zany cast of characters. In this case, we have a single character so far. Yeah, but we've already
1: kind of figured out. We've already built him into the episode for the duration. I i i think we can make use of the cowboy hat now if we want to set this somewhere in maybe the southwest of the united states of america i'm fine with that and this can maybe be a Longmire type
0: of unsuccessful policeman okay so let me let me paint a little bit more of a word picture um Mm -hmm. they they're driving in this heavily wooded area the woods soon make way to like you know like mesas and like (laughs)
1: <laughs> just like immediately <laughs> that's what happens
0: with some biomes like that's how it works I,
1: I i'm picturing they're like like through this heavily wooded like lush forest of trees and then like a mesa pops up occasionally between <laughs> the trees and then slowly the trees peter out and the mesas yeah. and the cacti and stuff it, yeah. that
0: or it's like a loading screen in a video game like in world of warcraft when you go to a new <laughs> realm and then a you're there that's it I, paul rudd is not just an unsuccessful policeman detective. He's also like the sheriff. Yes. But let me let me qualify that. Um, hmm. he all he wanted to do was become a lawman and um and, and serve and protect. But for this town specifically, it is required within like the constitution of the town that he wear like a ten gallon hat and like spurs and like have like the little badge. Yes, because that's the way it's always <laughs> but
1: been I like that it's a 10 gallon hat you specify a big hat and a little badge <laughs> it's to make him look even more ridiculous we've got that big differential I, is, here's a question is the policeman embarrassed is Paul Rudd embarrassed about this or does he like that about the job Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that up to you I think he loves it <laughs> with this kind of policeman that's like part of the appeal for him he loves that about the job
0: that's, that's the reason he, he wanted to be the sheriff of this here town. Yeah.
1: He wanted the hat with the most gallons. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we're here. Um, we... Who's, what's the crime? What's the villain? Like, what brings us here? Yeah, what's, what's the
0: ghost? What gets these guys to stay? Because the most obvious in, any, in anything, the most in any Scooby-Doo mystery, the most obvious thing to do is to choose a setting and then to make a ghost... Create a ghost that is tied into that setting, so it's like, oh, we're um we're on the high seas, so it's a pirate ghost. Or mm. um, <laughs> I remember, uh, this is I came up, there was like a Planned Parenthood clinic or something, and the ghost is. Was... <laughs> <laughs> no, God! Why why are you bringing this up now? I really why, like that a, episode. I know you
1: really like that idea you had, and that was cut, by the way. No one has heard that except what? maybe on our Patreon. No, no, no. Are you serious? This is, this is a Patreon exclusive, I believe we made There's it. There's no way. There's no way it made it into the episode. I know I didn't okay, let so that Okay, are in you there. bleeping what I just said? <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll leave it in here as a teaser for our Patreon. Goodness gracious. If we haven't already released it there, I'll release it there now. Um, <laughs> okay, but uh, I get your point. That the villain must be tied in with the setting, or really best would be. So here, are we saying this needs to be an outlaw cowboy type villain?
0: I guess that's true. Well, basically what I was saying is the easy um shortcut way is to make it a ghost. Because then you can say like um mm. oh uh in the 1800s there was a dangerous outlaw blah 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 and he's come back.
1: Yeah. Or depending on the depending on the setting uh, or the uh, Scooby Doo series we might be doing oh back in the 1800s there was a demon <laughs> outlaw that came from beneath <laughs> Cursed by
0: God and beloved oh of Lucifer. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I, I want to I make this more difficult for us. I don't think it should be a ghost. We don't so. want to do that. I agree. The ghost cowboy is too easy.
1: Um, I, I think maybe we should take a, bo- a page out of the book of the last episode we saw and do a vehicle, the ghost train. <laughs> So maybe,
0: <laughs> so a full. train. I'm saying this is a throwaway joke, but let's consider it. Maybe. Oh man, I want it to be really. Wh- I like the idea that it's that it's a, that it's related to trains. So I think we I think we run with that.
1: I uh, I just I really like the comedic potential of like someone opens a closet and that's the, the train is in there. <laughs> like <laughs> they just open up, it's ning, ning, just, ning, like, ning, the full locomotive. flashing. <laughs> a full locomotive. Yeah, a full locomotive. That's... Live in La Vida Locomotive plays
0: at one point. Another thing I don't like I like the idea of trains. I think that's really great. I don't want it to be anything like Though, you know what? He would make a really good Scooby Doo villain. Um let me let me preface pre- preface all of this by saying that you and I have an enjoyment of the show mm. Rick and Morty. But we would not consider ourselves fans of the fans of said show
1: yeah yeah i'd say it's it's almost like do- how we feel about dr who except that we like rick and morty <laughs> as a series. it's kind of does that make sense is that a good jumping off point uh it's a good it's a good no, jumping yeah, off agree, point for our
0: dr who fans like our listeners
1: yeah <laughs> to jump off this episode hey by the way if you like dr who turn off the podcast we don't want you listening to the. Po- this is one of those moments that. <laughs> this is like the. <laughs> this is only for Patreon people. Um, but yeah, we like Rick and Morty. We aren't crazy about the fan base overall. Um,
0: there's that one episode of Rick and Morty where they team up with like the Guardians of the Galaxy analog. Mm. Um, and there's a guy who summons ghost trains. He's like a black man. He has like a whistle. And I think that's like that is a Scooby Doo villain right there. Yeah, is it? Oh, is this a conductor? Yeah, well, I just, I really like the idea of, like, a guy who summons ghost trains, because it's very easy to explain away, like, oh, they were holograms.
1: Yeah, it's easy. It's not. I. I gotta say, I, I'm not. I don't. You know, I don't like holograms. It's a series. It was a series
0: of smoke and mirrors. I
1: was gonna say it's like yeah, smoke and mirrors. Literally. Sm-
0: yeah. I took these toy trains and I held them at such an angle that it looked like they were yeah. coming. at And at like
1: you. and a projector maybe or something. Like throw one other hokey thing in the mix there. I like the idea of the villain ultimately being a conductor who summons trains. Or maybe it's, like, a lot of Scooby-Doo episodes might have, like, a conductor whistle that wind-blown summons a train. And that whistle is, like, the focal point that...
0: Let's... How about this? We, we need to flesh out our cast. Let's flesh out our cast mm. and try to... And then by process and of elimination... And the villain. Come up with a villain. So I think that one of the cast should be a, a conductor. A music conductor? Is that what you're saying? No. I, well, my, my whole thing is I want him to be a train conductor... But I want him to be a train conductor of, like, a high-speed rail. Okay,
1: I want him to be a con- train conductor, but I want him to manage the orchestral band that plays behind train at all <laughs> at their shows. That's what I want. Can we have both of I'm these characters vote. in?
0: <laughs> okay. okay, yes, we can. It's a comedy. The genre so is comedy. <laughs> we have to start setting some of these things up. You're right. So there's a train conductor and there's a train conductor. Um, I'm going to... Add in one last thing. Please bleep everything that I'm <laughs> okay, about I to say. I love this. And I'm keeping, I'm
1: keeping this part in for the listeners, but nothing that
0: comes out. But after. maybe the third train conductor is someone who like.
1: No 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 no. Oh,
0: so he's he's conducting the train.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe do a couple of claps here to alert myself that there's something. Hey hey Luke, editing this. <laughs> Pay attention. Something needs to go here. <laughs> Something needs to come out of the episode. <laughs> okay, so two train. Only two train. Two conductors. train conductors.
0: No third pun. Um, but I want like I want this train conductor. Um, they're like it's 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 a town that feels sort of like trapped in time. Um, so so they're like oh well there's uh there's there's William. I don't know what's an what's an old western name. William Rawhide is what comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> William, yeah, like like uh, good old William Rawhide, the train conductor. You know, the train always runs on time because William, like you know, he he's that kind of guy. Um, mm. And then they're waiting in the in the train station, and then like a high tech like bullet train pulls Ooh, up. Oh boy! And he comes out, and he's not wearing like suspenders or overalls. He's wearing you know like almost like a like a captain's uniform. Do you, Do you know what I'm imagining? You know, it's like dark. He's he's wearing like it's it's like a dark outfit. He looks like kind a, of like not a conductor's uniform. It is like train it, well, captain
1: meets Star Trek captain, like yeah. sleek and modern. More
0: but... more like more like a modern airline pilot, but but mm. dark. Because I imagine train conductors wearing darker colors than like. I don't know. I don't know if that's coming Both out of like nowhere.
1: Military precision and
0: level of detail and cleanliness. Yeah. So so I think that sort of like offsets their both the assumptions of the gang and of the audience and then i want there to be a moment in the episode where they're on the train and they need the train to go faster and um the conductor is like all right like let me let me kick this train into overdrive and he he flips a switch on his panel there's like a red button that you're like oh you know now now it's just going to like it's going to it's going to supercharge the train he presses the button and mm. a door opens up, and there's like, um, shoot, what is it? Like like a furnace, and he starts to shovel coal into it.
1: <laughs> he like turns his cap
0: backwards. He like rolls up his sleeves, and he starts to, like like frantically <laughs> yeah. like shovel coal. Uh, that's and he starts that's to my talk
1: character. with an 18th century chimney sweep accent <laughs> just while he's doing that. I love this. Yeah. I think the train should be a Tesla.
0: It, it, exactly. That that it, that's, <laughs> like that's, that, my whole that's thing. basically whole it's It's such is. like this incredible like, high tech train, but like when it comes right down to it, like <laughs> steam power is apparently the way to go. Perfect. I think we found several characters in several settings.
1: I love that we're in the Southwest and we've got we're gonna be in a train at some point in this episode for certain.
0: So what here's here's an idea. Um, and, and I apologize mm-hmm. if, if I'm not like giving you enough space to like offer your own creative input. No,
1: go for it. I've had a couple of great
0: ideas. I'm on fire right now, to be clear. Uh, I, I really like, I, I think that fits like the comedy per- perfectly, like the two train conductors. Mm-hmm. I think we've got gold there. Um, What's your and, next and thought? And obviously, yeah. uh, the chase scene in this episode has to be scored by train. <laughs> it should be that one song that we both sang that one time. Hace- wait what did we sing? Did we sing Hace whole sister? What was the other one? I think it's is is whole sister the one that there's like a hefty bag for my love? I don't know. <laughs> Hang on, let me search this. Oh, it's just like just a fly guy searching for a two ply oh, heavy bag by train. To hold my uh uh I uh, 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 love. Just a shy
1: guy looking for a two ply hefty bag to hold my love. Is that the lyrics? Yeah. Oh my god. I love it.
0: It's gross. It's gross because you know you don't put things of value in two ply garbage. Maybe you do. People have different circumstances. Are two
1: ply garbage bags a thing? Like there's two layers to them.
0: Uh, I I guess. I I guess so. I remember distinctly being in a car with you in college and the song came on and you sang that lyric exactly and that's what when it dawned on me what I must have saying. looked that up at the time
1: because it doesn't like you don't even really hear that that's terrible oh gosh listeners you deserve to know how terrible that is it's terrible
0: but that's the song that's the song that, they're, that the chase yeah, scene is sent the chasing
1: is drive-by it's um a chase scene on a train I think uh, r- re- I don't know who the villain is that's chasing them but what that needs to involve is a corridor's chase scene with like rows of train tunnels that they're just going in and out of, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, what? I don't like my idea anymore. So let me let me present my idea, and then don't don't like it and go well, in a different direction. Let,
1: let, let's see what it is. Tell, what what is your idea?
0: Well, I, I I don't think it works. But you know, back in the day when like planes were like a not a newer invention, but flying places was more was more of a novelty more novel more something you do rarely um there was and we brought this up we brought this up very early last year uh when we first started the podcast but the idea that like if you rode planes gremlins would like <laughs> cause malfunctions yeah there were these
1: myths around planes because they were too new and so people feared them um when we so, talked about the gremlin
0: episode so uh this would be like a land gremlin because I like, i feel like the deal with gremlins is they're always attacking planes. brilliant It's a train gremlin. But I think I think if it's a train gremlin or a land gremlin, I want it to be that they can't. How would how would the how would the chase scene take place? How are they? How are they in a train? Oh no! No, you're right. It makes sense with the tunnels and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I think the train is going in and out all on its own, maybe, or maybe there's a second train on the tracks, and that's the climax. Is it like, oh, are they going to crash into each other?
0: So do you want it to be, do you want to go with the gremlin idea? Because I'm not like... I,
1: you know, I'm going to be honest, I really like the gremlin. I explicitly told you not to like it. I'm sorry, like that's... I'm I'm going to be honest, we can still go a different direction if you don't like it, just as if I had suggested the gremlin. But I, um, I think it makes good use of the train as the I focal point. I think one boy.
0: of the jokes can be that they can't figure out what to call the gremlin.
1: The train gremlin, the land gremlin, it's just so a some gremlin. some are train gremlin and some are saying land gremlin. No, no, no guys, gremlin. it's just a gremlin. It, it Gremlins can do both. They, no, 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 but
0: you can't, but gremlins are like, what, fur, furbies turn into? What? Not furbies. What are they called? You know, gremlins, the movie, if you feed them after 8 p.m., they turn into monsters. Yeah, that. I, I actually haven't seen that movie, but yeah, I know that. Yeah. I've also not seen it. <laughs> okay,
1: gosh. Hey, gremlins fans, get out. Turn off the podcast. <laughs> I don't think anyone considers themselves primarily
0: a Gremlins fan. Like, I'm... What, what, what fandoms are you a part of? Uh, I'm, I'm a really big fan of Harry Potter, Overwatch, and the 80s film The Gremlins.
1: Yeah, I, I have an active, sustained fanship of Gremlins. That's a community I remain a part of. And there's constant creative progress. And, and, oh, gosh, what are we doing? Um, it's, a,
0: it's weird. That's got to be rebooted at some point, right?
1: Gremlins? I don't think there's... Like, there's a point in the 80s, and we we talked about this
0: just before we started recording, where movies were grotesque.
1: Like, there was a point about what that cartoons you, hit this as well. You
0: talked about that, where you said, you can't watch movies before a certain era because they disgust From a certain era, from, like, certain periods, a certain type of movies that are just
1: grotesquely gross. And Gremlins is one of them where it's like, oh, how nasty can we make these puppets look? They're not that (laughs) gross. Oh, okay. Um, Um, Okay, look, I think we're between two things. I either think we should go the train, ghost train route, or we should go uh, train gremlin route. So it's an actual
0: train that is a ghost. I think that really helps seal the whole Mm. chase scene that you're talking about. Then yeah, let's do ghost train as the second one. And I also like this is I think this is a very cool visual a bullet train being chased by a locomotive
1: like an old timey cranking steaming heaving
0: wheezing locomotive I like that too yeah I love that and and I think it makes it so much funnier uh, William the conductor shoveling coal into his bullet train to to help it okay to out- you know run what, the what
1: happens there right after he starts shoveling coal is that the old-timey locomotive flips up some robotic solar panels right up top
0: <laughs> and kicks into overdrive <laughs> it's just it's just like a one-upmanship of like who can um he uh no that is that is hilarious and then
1: and then the train conductor starts whipping some slaves to uh <laughs> to Flintstones run the train faster as the old timey train kicks in
0: nitro. Yeah, no, that is genius. I was I, like, one of the things I was thinking was, yeah, the gang pulling out oars and paddling the sand to make the train go faster. I, I almost said the same thing. And you when went ben with the Her slaves. Style. Yeah,
1: no, I know. I love that. Um, I, I do want to take a moment and rewind a bit. What is it that the ghost train is doing? that makes the gang need to stop and solve the mystery. Is it interfering with the normal train stuff, and this this economy is pretty dependent on trains for people to actually come and... Um, is this like a tourist attraction town? Here's an idea,
0: which you can shoot
1: down. Okay. The train... Do I have to shoot it down? You don't, I'm you don't have like to. It. You don't have to. And you okay. might not like
0: it. The train is pulling up to the station, and it's taking people away.
1: Ooh. Like, people keep disappearing on the train, and they find out that it's not the real train.
0: Yeah, so it's not like, it's not a theft. Because I think most Scooby-Doo things is like, oh, stuff is disappearing. Or people people are being being scared off of this place that needs people. What's being stolen in this case are the actual people.
1: Oh, I like that. The stakes are high. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Let's make that the case. So they find out that people are getting on the train, but not making it to their destination. And then we find out... As we investigate that it's not the real train they're getting on
0: at this point we don't know who we don't know who the villain is mm-hmm right so I think one of the reasons the gang suspects William the conductor is because he's always on time but in the cases when people have been taken away he's not on time he's mm-hmm. like five three minutes late yeah um, and so the unsuccessful policeman needs to
1: investigate this because he's the sheriff specifically he needs to solve this case to stay in power. Um, who, Who is the damsel in distress? Because I feel like as we're talking about the train kidnapping someone, the damsel in distress must be someone who's taken by the train,
0: who's someone we care about really cares about. I'm also, look, I, there are a lot of tropes at play here. I mm-hmm. want to lean into them hard, which is to say that I believe the damsel in distress, this is just, I, I feel like it would be a waste not to do it, the damsel in distress should be tied up and, and on the tracks.
1: Ooh, I agree with that. Kidnapped and then tied up and tied on the tracks. And you know what? This is a comedy. I want to say that throughout the episode, Freddy is the damsel who's, like, screaming for Daphne's help, and she
0: ultimately saves him. What do you think? A straight inversion. I, I the, the comedian in me makes me want to shy away from a straight inversion, like, like a direct inversion. It's too... Yeah, you can't keep one-upping it all that much. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Like, I think I think mm. in an episode where we are going to have a lot of fake-outs, having just, like, a regular fake-out, you know, just, like, flipping the script once, I don't
1: think there's anything wrong with that. In a pretty straightforward way. Like, there's this is the the one that you expect that makes the other ones less unexpected. Less expected. More unexpected. I also want there
0: to be a gag where... Are you, you, you've never been to London, have you? Yeah, I have. Um, did you take the tube? No. Um, you know, th- uh, there's that whole thing in London where, like, there's a female robotic voice who says, like, uh, please mind the gap. Which is, like... Oh, yeah. I think that there should be the whole thing about, like, please mind the gap. Like, they're getting on and off of the train. And then Daphne is like, oh, please, like, I would ever shop there. Like, <laughs> you know, she's, like, she's, she's very fashionable. Like, she would never lower hmm. herself to shopping that... One of these establishments. Yeah.
1: And is there, there's a gap right outside, too. Yes, I agree. Yeah, It's yeah, like yeah. a pass-through-the-gift-shop kind of setup. I like that a lot. I think we need to round out our cast of characters as we flesh out a bit of the action.
0: All of, so the gang arrives and Mind yep. you, all of our characters, and, and I'm being a little bit sexist by saying this, because we haven't established what the gender of the tra- the train conductor number two is. They could be a woman. We, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I right this, now this person ostensibly all of our characters are mad.
1: I think the the train band conductor is a woman. Okay, and I think yeah. all of train got on the old the wrong train and has been kidnapped, and so the train conductor is without
0: a train. That's her plight. We've hit almost all of these. We haven't fully come together yet, but I think let's hit this last prompt detail and then let's sort of run through the mystery from beginning to end. There's the sentence, do you enjoy hurting people?
1: Oh, we haven't touched that yet. This is tough, because it's so weighty. You we either have to come up with a real good joke for it, or someone has to really sincerely ask a kind of painful question.
0: My, ah, uh, okay, I, I feel like I'm talking too much. I, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to like, well, I'd be the conductor of this episode. Wait, t- just to answer this for me,
1: I imagine these words potentially coming out of Paul Rudd's mouth or his character's mouth. Does this character look like Paul Rudd, by the way? Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure so I can definitely call him Paul Rudd. His name, by the way, is Paul Mud.
0: <laughs> I guess that's better than Raul Pud, which was like... Whoa. Raul Pud. <laughs> Raul. Raul Pud. I like a lot.
1: Um, but I, I, I potentially imagine these words coming out of his mouth because he's very self-pitying and, uh, and victimized,
0: especially for a sheriff. Um, I also put the words into Paul Rudd's mouth um, because I was looking for a character who hates Train, like the band Train. Mm. So he says it to the members of the band while they're playing a song because it is hurting him. He's being hurt by their music.
1: I was also making thinking of uh, doing a musical connection for that. My question, and and so I think let's do that. I like that a lot. I think that's a great comedic beat. When in the episode does this happen? At the very end, when train is back, at the beginning, before they get uh,
0: they disappear on the train. I think I think maybe at the end, because I I assume mm-hmm. whenever there's a musical guest and they're like rescued or something, there's always like a happy there's a concert at the end. Just like in in Shakespearean comedies, Mm. they always end in weddings. And in Scooby-Doo musical guest episodes, they always end in a concert of some sort. True. That's a
1: perfect use of them. And do you enjoy hurting people can come out to play at that
0: point? So So we've got... I think Mm -hmm. what he said... During the concert, he sort of says it, and he's like drowned out by the crowd. And then after the concert... Um, everyone's bidding goodbye to one another. The gang, train, Paul Rudd, the other train conductors, and mm-hmm. the lead singer of Train, whose name I obviously do not know, sort of like leans into Paul Rudd, and and is just like you know like we know, like <laughs> it's like it's a like it's very mm-hmm. menacing.
1: I had an alternate view, which was that uh, okay, so yeah, alternate pitch. Paul Rudd is frank with them from the beginning of the episode that he does not like their music. At the end of the episode, after he's helped save them, they do a whole concert show, and he's like, oh, I gotta listen to them. But then their song is to him. Like... (laughs) Hey, um, Raoul Pud. But I think they they play a song for Paul Rudd at the end, straight to him, and then you kind of see him change and open up and be like, oh, they're doing this for me, I do appreciate Train. But then he meets them backstage, and they're like, hey, we just wanted to say thank you, Raúl, and he's like, "Do you enjoy hurting people?" Because that was terrible. That was painful to me. So
0: in the crowd, he's, and he's like completely he's unappreciative. He's sobbing. He's so touched. Yeah, yeah, just like trying to look. Looks
1: like he's trying to hold in emotion, and he's like turning on friends. And he's like, "I had to hold in vomit to <laughs> to make it through that. That was painful." The, that is excellent. I I actually really if that's do okay. like that. I. And with that, we've actually
0: already hit all of the points on the, from the prompt we needed to use. That that actually answers my question. Because I was going to ask you a question. Is the song that Train sings to Paul Rudd's character a good song? Because what I had in my mind was that they sing... I guess it's funny either way. But they sing... It's, it's Hey Soul Sister. But it's like, Hey Town Sheriff... And then the rest of the song is this: is them trying to rhyme with Sheriff, which is, like, impossible. <laughs> like,
1: they touch on tariffs. They touch, yeah. And that's it. Give me a second. I'm going to edit out going to Rhyme Zone here.
0: <laughs> uh, serif, <laughs> like <laughs> an angel. <laughs> they do oh, a couple I guess, of slant rhymes. Serif to as do, well, like a font.
1: Yeah, Serif is another one. Uh, They also slant rhyme their way to
0: Cherish. Okay, rhyme zone sterile? No. Gosh, no. Come on. Like, I I, I guess it doesn't matter if the song is good, so long as he has a genuine emotional reaction in the moment.
1: I think he has an emotional reaction, and on some of the uh, stretch... Um, more stretch rhymes where they're trying to rhyme with Sheriff. He kind of like laughs a little bit and shows like a little smile like it's an inside joke kind of thing. And then afterwards he burns them for that too. He's like and that rhyme was freaking terrible. Like you guys should get out of the business. St- give up. Get- does he? Does the episode end with him singing the
0: song to himself?
1: <laughs> Maybe it's him listening to Train on like a Walkman.
0: What I imagine in our in our Scooby-Doo because again I actually want to put together like a mock DVD of like all of the episodes that we that we come up with. Um, mm-hmm. I think for our Scooby-Doo show, which we should title, by the way.
1: Oh, we do need to come up with a title for that. Mm. Maybe if we
0: have time, we'll think of it here, but what's, what's your thought? Uh, I, I think one thing that will be notable for us, and that even Be Cool, be cool had cold opens, and I guess every Scooby-Doo mm. show has sort of had cold opens. Be Cool used it for comedic value. Um, I think that we should have stingers for comedic value.
1: Ah, uh, I agree. I like... Cold opens are nice, but I like stingers best of all. And and for those of you who aren't as TV savvy as Evan and me, cold opens are the part that plays before the episode proper, often right before the intro and before the opening commercial, and stingers are the part that happened at the very end of the episode, perhaps after the credits in the final commercial. So the stinger in this could be Paul Rudd singing the song. I think yeah. I think he's listening to "Hey Soul Sister" and putting his own lyrics over that. <laughs> Perfect. Let's <clears throat> can we go back and take the episode step by step a little bit from the top. From the top. From up. the top. So the gang is driving through the woods, through the forest. <laughs> they make it into uh, the southwest this desert. Yeah. Ma- the southwest southwestern old timey western town. Um, they hear that. A lot of people are going missing on the train, and they need to investigate that. And I, I think it's at this point that we find out train about the two train conductors. They maybe meet Paul Rudd and they find the two train conductors.
0: Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I like they, they, they come across this town, they find out that people are missing. Paul Rudd needs to be the first character that they meet because he's also trying to solve the mystery. So let me introduce you to so-and-so, the train conductor. Um, the introduction is made, and then after that, they have to meet the other train conductor.
1: Yes, that's of course. that comedy almost writes itself, I think. I also think when the gang first sees the sheriff, they see his 10-gallon hat, and there's a joke with Scooby and Shaggy being like, we're so thirsty, can we have just a, one of your
0: gallons, like one sip? <laughs> <set?" laughs> um, here's, here's something that we need to establish now before we go all the way through. Who is the huh. culprit? Who is the culprit? We, we're kind of
1: shy on all the characters I feel like we're going to need by the end of this to have sufficient red herrings and whatnot. Although we do have a good few. We've got both conductors, we've got the whole cast of Train, and we've got the sheriff. But in our happy ending, the sheriff and all of Train is there. But we haven't talked about either of the conductors in the ending yet. So I feel like it's between the two of them right now. Well, okay.
0: Let me, let me just sort of like play the pros and cons for everyone. Train conductor number one. Is being chased by the ghost train at some point. Yes, but they also suspect him because his lateness is what causes the people is what results in people being abducted. Um, train conductor number two has um is train has been abducted, but the train but train conductor number two has not been. So I think that makes them suspicious, but also takes um takes suspicion off of them on one hand it's like oh your the band that you've sort of attached your livelihood to is missing but on the other hand maybe you wanted that maybe you were tired of being oh being known as oh a yeah train conductor. At least
1: we gotta do something with that at least to make it a red herring maybe to make her the villain is that she's dissatisfied with some part of train some part of being the conductor for train maybe i think it's that train the band really wants to make really incorporate train noises to their (laughs) songs. And she does not want to do that. She's tired of trying to shut it down and explain why she's edited out the (laughs) ding, 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 (laughs) ding, stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Woo-hoo! Exactly that. That's um. That's one thought. I think we need to put in some threads of them potentially being guilty, them having motive and opportunity because why is she not?
0: Why wasn't she with them? And I think also they have to suspect on some level that it might be Paul Rudd because he's been an unsuccessful policeman or sheriff so maybe this is his big break maybe he's orchestrated no pun intended this entire situation mm. um, so that he can consult- well, really quick
1: Paul Rudd is an incompetent sheriff we haven't really talked about why he's incompetent outside of this case have we we have not why what did he fail to solve that's made the townspeople so aware of his incompetence trying to think of what it could be um what's like a crime that would happen that's like very scooby Scooby scooby-doo-esque i guess the the reason i'm saying that i i don't don't really know why i'm getting that let's in fact just forget that no you
0: know what i want to lean into it yeah i think it should be something like terrible i was thinking like murders yeah like like there was like there was a a serial killer in this town and he he let them go (laughs) And that's why he's a disgraced, unsuccessful policeman.
1: Like he just didn't lock the cell one night or something like that, and the serial killer got out and drew like kitty cat, like whiskers on his face
0: and left or something. Oh yeah, I, no, I want it to be very elaborate. He's like the kitty cat killer. <laughs> kitty so cat he killer. he he draws like little whiskers and like a cute little nose on people, and then he like slits their throat, and and so he wake like um. The killers is about to slit his throat, um, but then someone knocks on the door, so he like runs out. So he's also he also has survivor's guilt, <laughs> and this all takes place in like a really really quick like flash, like no longer than a minute,
1: but it's shot like a reenactment of the Vietnam War from Paul Rudd's perspective. <laughs> and, like it's like all glowy and happy and cheery. He's, he's like the and... dog
0: with the cupcakes. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: exactly what I was thinking of. Oh, these are dark references. I don't. I shouldn't do this, but. Um, I love that. Oh, I love it, but that changes the episode in a big way. No, it's a footnote. It's, it's a footnote. It's just a brief little thing. Um, I think maybe we don't see the throat slit or anything. <laughs> we just see, like, the feet through the doorway, like the supine feet on the floor poking through the doorway. Just, like, these indications that someone's probably dead. And I think one of the jokes, maybe if it could be, is that they're like, wait, did those people die? And Paul Rudd just changes the subject. <laughs> He's like, and now the train has come, and this is a whole new thing I've got to deal with.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I mean, I agree. I don't think we should maybe see, like, the throat being slid open, like, gashes. Um, yeah. But I think they can heavily imply it. I think we can heavily imply anything
1: we want, and that's part of the comedy of it. Because that's our brand of comedy, fine. You know, yeah, yeah that's like cool. Like the third train conductor. Here's, just to, just to round out the cast, I think, as we're going through and the gang is exploring potential suspects, I think one or maybe two new characters we need to introduce are, um, okay, yeah, no, one thing, one person needs to be a train spotter, and they, this is the band, of course, it's the band that they like to spot, <laughs> and the person is a hardcore junkie, uh, played by Ewan McGregor. And they just need their fix, man yeah and the other one is a just like a train groupie, but of course it's
0: locomotives. So uh, my whole thing about adding more characters is every new character is a possible suspect.
1: I, I think, okay, how about if it's this? Just one new character so it's a train spotter who's a big fan of the band and and talks all the time about how he wants the band all to himself. Yeah,
0: okay, so now that we've now that we've laid out our, our cast of characters mm-hmm. who
1: who done it? Who done it? Who, who actually did it? The fan is so disposable, it's tempting for me to say the fan. But the fan is also an easy suspect. To say it's just
0: the fan. I like the idea of the fan, because it's like the Southwest. I don't know, they have caves or something. So when they find everyone, um, everyone has been sorted into two groups, i.e. train and not train.
1: <laughs> I like that a lot, too. I uh, here's, here's a thought. At one point, the fan... The fan's like I couldn't have do it, done it I was over here Like uh, the, the train conductor The band train conductor Saw me And the train conductor's like Yeah I saw him there She's, She confirms it But in the end They both did it She Helped the fan Steal train the oh. band To get train off her hands That is That is
0: genius That's great Cause I That's that's unexpected. That that two suspects are colluding with one another are working together
1: because we need it to be
0: unexpected, and we've we've made everyone a suspect at this point. So is is that the point when you realize that Train has been trying to add train noises to their songs?
1: <laughs> no, I or- think. Do you find out earlier? Cause I, think, I think she says it earlier, but then she's like, but why would I want to get rid of my revenue stream? I
0: Well, I think you could just paint... Or,
1: but No, then we'd need to have an answer for you that. You can
0: paint her dissatisfaction.
1: Yeah, like, oh, they're not perfect to work for. And then that's when we find out it's the train noises. And then at the very end when they're playing the song, train noises everywhere freaking everything. Yeah. Okay. Or that's, you, that's great. Or you know what? When they're playing the song live, the train conductor is playing along and he's the new train conductor and they're like, dude, come play with us. And then at the very, very end in the stinger, Paul Rudd is listening to them on, again, I feel like it has to be a Walkman, and there's train noises on the song,
0: on the recording.
1: Okay. No, this is all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that okay? I'm sorry. I, I instituted a lot of stuff there all at once.
0: No, it's fine. I like. I really like the idea of of the train spotter or the the, the train fan, um, and and I think I'll. I, I really like the idea of who committed the crime. The the ghost train does not bear an explanation. I mean, it's Scooby Doo.
1: Yeah, it's as okay. You know what? Here, it is, here's what it is. It's a smoke hologram
0: reflected around mirrors hidden all
1: over the desert.
0: <laughs> here, here's a last thing, um, because I we're making good time. I like the episode. I think it's very funny.
1: I, I really like what we've come up with here as well. I feel like this is also a cohesive, very grounded episode. That and um, and what by the way, the damsel in distress is one of the members of train, right? That's how we define that
0: on the tracks.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, the train on the track. You know. So really quick, we have the the chase scene, the corridor scene, the tracks. How does that scene resolve? The damsel in distress. Um Hmm. So wait, who's on the tracks? Is it is it train? Oh, I think one member, one member of the band train is on the tracks and the train is barreling for him, and then we see, no, we can switch the tracks over. <laughs> but there are three people on the other set of tracks.
0: The ghost train The Three dilemma. other
1: members of train. Yes, the ghost trolley, yeah, exactly that. And you know what, it's three first, but then they're like, where's the fourth member? And he's on the second
0: set of tracks. And the fourth guy's like,
1: but I'm pregnant!
0: (laughs) Okay, that is hilarious, I love that. Um, Paul Rudd ultimately needs to be the person who stops the ghost train. You're right, we've been neglecting his redemption this whole time. So the gang can help, but ultimately they are the unsuccessful ones in this case.
1: Oh, you know what's gotta happen here is that Paul Rudd at the last second whips off his 10-gallon hat and flings it at the the, the wheels of the train, <laughs> and it catches and stops the train, which comes to like a grinding halt with tons of sparks, like like it's grinding against a piece of flint. That's, that's my picture. What do you
0: think? I like I like that idea. If it's seated on something that makes moderately yeah. early, that his hat is made out of a material that hats should not be made out of.
1: Um, hmm. No, it's my... Actually, I can't give you anything. It's a tin-gallon hat. What do you think? Can it be a tin-gallon hat? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're shaking your head. I thought I, I
0: had, if not gold, at least tin. <laughs> It's very bad uh, I you know what honestly I want it to just be like super logical I want it to be like um he he just like pulls a lever or there's like a, like an emergency stop or something like like everyone's coming up with all of these like tra- Fred's like oh I'm gonna make like a trap for the train um and and Velma sort of like calculating like the wind resistance mm-hmm. and like how fast they need to slow it down and and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and and literally, uh, Paul Rudd's character just goes to, like, the, the track control panel and he just, like, pulls a lever and it stops.
1: I, I like that. I love that he... I want him to solve it and no one else for it to work for. But I think the thing is that it's a ghost train. Like, this train doesn't exist and can't actually kidnap anyone. Oh, is so wait, is it not an actual... There's no I think, vehicle? you know on. what it is? It's just one of those push cart trolleys with a hologram <laughs> on it. So... <laughs> I think what it is is that Paul Rudd like goes up to one of the mirrors that's projecting the ghost train and he's like looking at himself and he has like a self-actualization moment and then breaks the mirror like in The Machinist and then the ghost train disappears and the trolley just bonks one of the train members (laughs) harmlessly and it was never going to hurt them but Paul Rudd still gets a hero's welcome back at the the town. Yeah, okay. Uh, Or, you know, maybe the trolley thing doesn't work. What do you think? How does this train transport people and yet remain oh, a ghost train? Is that train? what trolleys are? That, no, I guess it's not like a city trolley, but it's what I think of as like a that's a train, train trolley. trolley.
0: That makes the trolley dilemma very funny. Oh yeah, but you're right. It is still, it is still taking people away.
1: But I think just the fan being the the person just pushing it <laughs> is a visual I like ending on. It is a bit of a stretch that Paul Rudd would then be heralded as the hero of that.
0: Um. Yeah, I think it has to be a real train. That's. I think that's because because of what we've already set up, that people are being abducted.
1: Then, yeah, let's make it that Paul Rudd pulls the lever at the very end. Maybe by accident? I kind of want him not to. <laughs> yeah, he, he still needs to be ineffective. He needs to be redeemed, but only in the eyes of the characters on the show. For us, we've always kind of liked him, but known he's incompetent. Yeah. They, I think that can be a through line to the end.
0: I agree. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, that works.
0: All right. I think we've got it. Um, the last thing we need to do. And this is why I was going to ask earlier, but it slipped my mind. It's it's just a ghost train, correct? There's nobody inside. It's just a, a haunted train.
1: I think we can't see anyone inside, but the question is, how is this being operated by the fan? And is the fan absent every time the
0: train is present? Yeah, I think they need to switch out, right? So that's why the suspicion is taken off of both of them, because one is always oh, present. Oh, yeah, that's
1: right, the fan and the, uh, and the conductor. So, yeah, we see one of them at one time and not the other. Uh, yeah how are we going to do the scooby-doop i was about to ask what is the scooby-doop of this episode
0: because we ran into the same issue last week when it was the ghost rig because it's hard it's hard to come up with excuse me it's hard to come up with scooby-doops oh sorry what what is a scooby-doop Oh, Scooby-Doo?
1: I was waiting for you to explain it, because I was just not following anything. (laughs) Scooby-Doo is a gag, a trope in Scooby-Doo, in which Scooby and Shaggy will do a little improvised scene to create a a fictional scenario within the episode that bamboozles the monster by creating so much social pressure the monster must comply with the terms of the scene that Scooby and Shaggy have created. Trying to make the explanation a little more wordy for people, I think that's what they want. They want yeah, to hang yeah, on this they, moment longer. They,
0: they want they the explanations to be like studying for the SAT test.
1: Yeah, as wordy as you can make it. You'll never hear me say use in one of these explanations.
0: It'll always be utilize. <laughs> I think we absolutely need to do this because Scooby and Shaggy, we've talked about almost not at all.
1: We haven't really given any of our characters any dialogue, any any specific action. We've kind of just taken it as it fills itself in and we've only got so much time. But we need to give Scooby and Shaggy something. And the, the gag is a good way of doing it. The Scooby dupe is a good moment to really showcase our best buds. Scoob and Shag, how do you dupe a train? What scenario do you create that will make a train want to buy in? Or would make it really funny to see a train
0: buy into? What did we do for the car one again? Or the rig? There is super ridiculous <laughs>
1: What was
0: it yeah i don't remember what was it but your lamp, you you remember what is it all i remember was that you described the rig throwing up into like an enormous toilet which was a very oh, oh guys we
1: took the rig to a weight station that scooby and shaggy had cre- created and they kept saying that it weighed too much and we made it vomit out its cargo <laughs> It was a really bad screwing tube, now that I think about it. It's kind of a bit hypocritical that I cut yours and not my... Then again,
0: no, you know what it was, not that was very even-handed. That was fair. Um, it's so... Vehicles Vehicles are quite the complication.
1: Yeah, but what... And especially a train which has to stay on the tracks. Yeah. Or maybe that's a thing that we do with it. I think they need to treat
0: the train like an animal.
1: I like that way better than Scooby and Shaggy acting like Jehovah's Witnesses and giving the train some tracts, which was (laughs) what I was going to say we should do. So, yeah, let's treat the train like an animal, maybe like a snake or a worm. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This is a bit of a stretch, but maybe we we go the romance angle, which I feel like is very Bugs Bunny-esque. You make an attractive version of whatever this is. Okay. And it's not a train, it's a roller coaster.
0: Whoa! Which, which
1: the train is then obviously really into because this is like a really hot, exciting, attractive <laughs> so, so, version hold on. of a train. Is
0: this Scooby and Shaggy and they've sort of like <sighs> taken cardboard boxes and painted them uh, and are now wearing in the cardboard boxes to look like a roller coaster?
1: In spaghetti western style, yeah. It's like a roller coaster cutout, like propped up that's two dimensional. And the train is, like, way, in, like, bonkers over this thing. That's good. But it, it's, hard to, it's hard to imagine the
0: execution of it, as much as I like the concept of it. Um, I think it needs to be the sort of thing where they're just like, oh, we're, we're, we're a hot, young, sexy roller coaster. Um,
1: <laughs> or maybe, do they, do they create a sexy... I, I almost kind of imagine them not being a part of it, because I can't imagine them as part of that roller coaster. <laughs> I imagine they created, like, a little cardboard thing or something, or, like, a wood, a wooden track they magicked out of nowhere, like they sometimes do with props. But are you imagining, like, Scooby and Shaggy are the carts
0: that this train really... That this tra- They are the carts. They're dressed up yeah. as the carts, and they're not saying anything. They're just screaming, because that's <laughs> what roller coasters sound Dude, like.
1: Are are they at least occasionally making sounds of people having fun, like, we? Whee! Or is it just terrified screams and then one of them passing out now and again <laughs> okay
0: that is hilarious
1: oh you know what i want that i want it not them as the as the carts but them as the people in the carts and like they're screaming throwing up and passing out and the train loves it
0: because i want one of them to mimic you know those youtube videos of like um i think it was it's two people on a roller coaster i think one of them was white one of them's black and a black dude, like, faints. Yeah. And then he wakes up. That's exactly what he... I meant. And faints again.
1: And then I want a cut where Shaggy is, like, has a giant liter of Coke in a cup and is, like, turning it around so it stays up. Do you know the commercial I'm referring to? I don't. <laughs> oh, never mind. It's a, bad, it's a um, commercial. Old one. Um, maybe a moment. Uh, like, that's it. That's the gag I think that we have yeah. right there.
0: And, and the train. I think it's that the train diverts into a tunnel as a result of their dupe, and that's how they get away from it. Because once it's in the tunnel, it can't turn yeah, around. Yeah, and maybe it's even a wily e. Coyote-esque tunnel, or a Roadrunner-esque so tunnel. So that it crashes? Yeah. It... <laughs> so they've painted this uh, this flat yeah, wall. But it,
1: it just bonks against the tunnel like a manatee against glass, if you know what I mean. Okay,
0: so it doesn't crash.
1: Yeah, no, that, maybe that's even part of the joke, because it just bonks and like shakes it off and then goes back on the chase. Because that's not the end of the chase scene. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's good. Honestly, I think right. this episode is great. I'm very pleased with it. I think it. we've
1: got two winners in our prompt
0: catalog.
1: I'm very pleased. I, I,
0: I will say every time we do this, I'm a little afraid that we won't be able to, to stick the landing. I was very scared of that. I think we were both
1: scared because you asked me before we did this, Hey, we've got a prompt episode we planned coming up. You still want to do
0: this? <laughs> like, Are we still both down? Because it's a lot of pressure. I I feel like so much of this... No, you know what? Even without it, I don't think... I was going to say that as soon as I said Paul Rudd was the sheriff, it gave us the fuel that we needed. But I think even if he's not, the episode still works. The episode stands up. I think stuff that we really... That we did well, I really
1: like. I think we made the most of an uh, unsuccessful policeman. I think we took that and we brought it somewhere interesting. As well as the cowboy hat. I know we used a lot of this stuff early on, but we really... Zoomed in on it And we applied it To the whole episode Uh, We made the most use Of the setting That was subsequent to that Um, Do you enjoy Hurting people I need to return (laughs) to Just to remind everyone That that's how This episode ends Before the stinger And I love that The damsel in distress Is the entire band train
0: Uh, The, The trolley problem and the trolley Kill, problem I was me. about
1: to say I
0: really I, no, no longer will The Good Place be the only show to, to double down on that uh, on the trolley moral conundrum
1: I, I'm glad you mentioned The Good Place because that's what it brought to mind for me as well very timely this is going to be one of my favorite episodes I think to listen to as I edit so thank you Evan for this fun prompt episode and now let us graduate to the ending at the very end there it became somewhere out there for me. <laughs> and then somewhere out there just became that waiting theme from the game show. Jeopardy?
0: Yeah. And um, then Jeopardy is, just became Oh, like Tetris or something? Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know why I'm doing it all in this really nasal voice as well. That's one of the worst parts about it. Man,
0: I don't think anyone has ever um, introduced that many earworms in that short amount of <laughs> short period of time.
1: Welcome to the outro portion. Normally, we just dive right into maybe some gags and telling you where to follow up with us, but I've got a question for you, Evan, that we neglected to cover in this episode. What do we call, not this series of prompts we're doing, but what's the name of this episode? Oh, dang. What are we we gonna call that episode? Because I think the episode you're titling this episode, the scooby Dudes episode, Prompt and Circumstance, is great. I love that. Thank you. But what are we
0: calling our Western? I think it needs to be a play on a train song,
1: mm.
0: and I only know two, right? <laughs> okay, you
1: know what? Like, Let me search train real quick. Train songs, Google is only aware of those two. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Google, no. Um, okay, I know none of these. Drive. I think it has to be drive by or Hey Soul Sister or a lyric from one of the two. I think it should be like. Uh, hmm. What's
0: what's a word that arrives with move that is scary? Move, boo is all that comes to mind. The way you boo ain't fair, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, gosh! You love it.
1: I do. I really love that. The way you boo ain't fair, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. That's the name of our episode, The Way You Boo Ain't Fair You Know, our second prompt episode. Thank you so much for listening to it. That was such a blast, as was the last one. I really can't wait for the next one we do. I'm sure, listeners, you can't wait either, but if you're out of things to listen to from the Scooby Dudes, there are some other places you can follow up for more content.
0: If you go to facebook.com slash Scooby Dudes, I post, like, links and, uh, like, Scooby-Doo fan art and like memes and that kind of stuff it's sort it's of fun yeah so get on Facebook like that stuff that
1: we post uh, also follow up with us on Twitter we are at the scooby Dudes on Twitter follow
0: us tweet at us DM us I, I post mostly the same stuff but honestly uh, just between you and me I post more stuff to Twitter so ooh
1: wow get tweeting uh, you can also send us an email scooby podcast at gmail.com is the way you can connect with us uh, we encourage you to do so send us an email uh lastly go
0: to our website ScoobyDudes.com. um there will be show notes oh shoot we don't normally do show notes for these but i guess i have to because we explicitly said that we would uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> no you know what evan it, to doing it's, some work it's fine i'll uh i'll make it i'll make it happen
1: we have show notes i promise you listeners we also have screenshots for this episode that you can okay, do. Okay. <laughs> chill out dude <laughs> Um, uh, but really yeah visit ScoobyDoods.com it's the best portal normally we'd have screenshots uh, we have original title card art for our recap episodes this is a bit of a unique one but still visit our website and uh, second you know just after the last thing PS postscript also write us a review on iTunes if you give us a five star review we'll read it on the air of this podcast thanking you for that review because it does mean a lot to us and that is pretty much it that's pretty much everything almost pretty much Except for Patreon. Thank oh, you so much. You're right. To people who give us that sweet, sweet money. Thank you for your money on Patreon, Patreon donors. We thank you every single week, and we thank you the first time you donate. Do we,
0: do we want to give a shout-out to someone? We, we have someone who increased their amount of donation. Ooh, that's right. You know, we, talk, we hadn't really decided we on hadn't. this. Let's I've, give them a shout-out. Um, so, uh, one of our patrons, Carl has decided to give us more money than what he was already giving us Ah man truly the king of bucks thanks carl (laughs) carl king
1: of bucks king of bucks yeah oh man the buck did not stop there for carl i gotta say we do a lot of different gags carl king of ducks is among my favorites and i don't think our listeners enjoy it (laughs) it's one of the many things i do not for them that's for
0: me maybe for you a bit so thank you so much carl um that is, it's, it's unprecedented, and honestly, things kind of go the other way a lot of the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, sometimes they go the other way,
0: very rarely they
1: increase, sometimes they stay the same. Here's a shout out for someone who has not increased their donation one bit, Luke. Hey, Luke. Which, okay. Which still, Luke? <laughs> still, 100
0: okay. pennies, Oh boy. <laughs> Do you realize... That we have not yet received any money from him. Like, the month has to turn over. What? <laughs> what? So he can still cancel at any time. This isn't, you know this what? isn't a situation where we've gotten his donation and now we you can roast what? him as much as we want.
1: He's not man enough to take his donation back. You know what? I'd respect him if he did, but he's not gonna. <laughs> Please don't go to our patrons. You know what, Luke? I dare you. You sad motherfucking piece <laughs> I
0: dare you, you little.
1: (laughs) Yeah, those hundred pennies, they're to me. I pennies for breakfast. That doesn't even make any sense. (laughs) By the way, I'm talking to myself, Luke, this time. Psych, that's one of the me's that donate. I don't know if I'm keeping any of that, but thank you for letting me. Thank you for letting me do that. Thank you to our donors, uh, especially uh, um. our donors who increase their amounts. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and shout out everybody else who donates to us on such a regular basis. Thank you, and you're welcome for all the regular content you've been getting on Patreon.com slash Scooby Dudes. Thank
0: you. And, and once again, just as a final thing, if you like these prompt episodes, let us know on any of the uh, on any of the ways that we've shared let us know that's it thank that's the whole gang the whole episode thank you guys did, for listening did, did we did we leave room to put in that shout out oh yeah we had room to put in the shout out okay i'm gonna press stop yeah, is that stop cool it. i think we
1: ended a while ago